Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on August 6th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Siggy Helgeson with a gospel reading. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 14. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, They followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to Jesus and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of our Lord. It was a beautiful summer day, sunny last Friday, as 19 of us drove to Mount Rainier for a Care of Creation hike. The mountain was clearly out, and as we left the parking lot to ascend the mountain up Paradise to the Golden Gate, it was about three miles and a thousand feet of elevation. We were really grateful to be able to get to the summit and to see the gorgeous views. They were well worth the climb up. Once at the top, we just stopped to take it all in and to have uh, some nourishment as you work up quite an appetite with all of that climbing. And I was glad to have brought some cliff bars and trail mix and had plenty of water, as did the rest of the group. I remember, however, being on another hike with some of this group, and it was much longer when I just didn't bring enough fuel. And when we stopped for lunch, I had made a rookie mistake and not brought any lunch. I really didn't have enough to eat. But thank goodness, my fellow hikers shared their food with me. And we all shared and had plenty to eat. I was really grateful for their willingness to share their food because if not for their generosity, I would have been pretty miserable and hangry because when I'm hungry, well, I get a little crabby. So imagine, if you will, that you've hiked up this mountain and there is a big crowd of people following you. And you've packed your lunch along with the group you are with. Together you have enough food, 
But then all of these people show up and they keep coming and coming and the crowd swells to thousands of people and they have little children and it's getting late and there's no place to get food on this mountain. There's no DoorDash going to deliver. There's no drive through up here. And you are hungry and tired and you're, you're getting hangry. And the people just keep tagging along because they want to hear your beloved rabbi speak. So it's kind of a dilemma. What to do? It's, it's late and you really want them to go home so that you can eat your dinner in peace. So you go quietly to the rabbi and you point this out. It's late, you've been teaching for a really long time. We're all tired and hungry. So it's really time to call it a day and just send this crowd home so they can go buy food for themselves and we can eat and have some peace. Well, that sounds reasonable. And really it was the only thing they could possibly do. But then the rabbi says, no, no, we don't need to send them away. You give them something to eat. What? Jesus, we only have brought with us two fish and five loaves of bread. How do you expect us to feed all of these people? Well, it's interesting that all four of the Gospels have this story. And in each of the stories, Jesus says to them, you give them something to eat. But the disciples' reactions are all a little bit different. And in Mark, it's, are we to buy 200 denarii worth of food? And that was a lot of money. And in John, it's six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of these to even get a little. So you get the idea. This is a big ask. It's impossible. Where would they find enough money, enough food, enough resources to feed all of these people? But that's exactly where Jesus comes in and turns things around and asks them to trust him, even with the impossible. He tells them to bring him what they have, two fish and five loaves. Then he looks up to heaven and he asks God to bless what they have. And he breaks the bread and he gives it to the disciples and they give it to the people. The disciples did what Jesus told them to do. And somehow the meal multiplied. Everyone was fed. Everyone had enough to eat. And there were even leftovers. And there were 12 baskets full. You know, if you count that, it's one for each disciple to have to pick up as evidence, as a reminder of the miracle and what God can do if you just give him what you have. Well, it's quite a story. And on the surface, it's easy to focus on the miracle. I mean, wow. But there's a lot more to it. So taking a closer look, looking back a few verses, this miracle occurs 
right after the tragic event of John the Baptist, who's just been murdered by Herod, beheaded. And when Jesus hears about this, he goes away by boat to his deserted place. Perhaps he just needs time to mourn, to pray, to hide out for a while, to gather himself for his ministry. You know, Jesus often takes time out during his ministry to refresh and renew himself, often getting completely away from the crowds to a deserted place. And this would be timely. As maybe he sees John's death as a prediction of his own death. So when he finally comes back to shore, the crowd is there. They're waiting for him. And instead of turning around and going back out to sea, he steps out of the boat and he sees them and he has compassion on them and he heals their sick. Well, we all can probably relate to a time when we needed some time away, a time out. Perhaps to take time to mourn or time away from caring for a loved one or vacation from a demanding job, or just the many things being asked of us just to get away, to be refreshed, renewed, refueled. Here we can see in Jesus an example of taking time to just do that, to do just that, to refuel, to pray, just to be fed. I know that in my life, if I don't take those important days off or time away, I'm no good to anyone. And just like not having enough fuel, I can quickly become hangry, hungry, angry, resentful, and lose that joy of serving. Sometimes we ignore that part of us that needs to be fed. We can experience burnout. I can hear that in the voices of the weary disciples pleading with Jesus to send the crowds away so that they might have some time to refuel, to eat, and just to regain the joy of being with Jesus. We know that too much stress is not good for us mentally, physically, and emotionally and can lead to burnout. Signs of becoming burnout can show itself in not being able to sleep, perhaps having an upset stomach, not eating well, fatigue, and even depression. So it's important to notice here that even Jesus takes time away. Even Jesus needed to rest, to get away from the crowds, to take time to rest, renew, and refuel. I think the other takeaway from this story is that Jesus doesn't ask us for more than we have to give. Jesus asked the disciples only for what they have, and they gave him to the two fish and five loaves. And that is enough. You know, sometimes I wonder if what leads to our stress is that we think we don't have enough of what is needed. And so... We just kind of give up. Like the task is just too big and we simply don't have enough money, talent, 
resources, food. And it can become a scarcity mindset when we become really concerned that we don't have enough in our budgets, our real estate, what we own, what we don't have. We are operating out of that scarcity mode. In the church even, we may wonder if we have enough with less people attending worship in our denominations and dwindling memberships and less money. Will the organization of the church survive, the institution? There is great need in the world and people who are not only physically hungry but spiritually hungry How will we feed all these people? That scarcity mindset can manifest itself in hanging on to what we have and to hoard what we have rather than to share it. Sort of like you might remember during the pandemic when we thought we might run out of toilet paper and people began hoarding all this toilet paper. Well, When we're tempted to turn away from the world's need, the hunger all around us because it's just too much to deal with and we don't feel like we have enough, then Jesus says to us, as he said to the disciples, no, you feed them. Just give me what you have. It is enough. It is enough with Jesus because Jesus then takes what we have what we offer to him, and he blesses it, and he breaks it, and he gives it back to us to give to those in need. It seems pretty simple, yes? When we depend on Jesus, when we receive his love, his grace, his promises, his healing, we are fed, and we can in turn share with others. So getting back to the miracle of multiplying the meal, what actually happened that day? Well, some have suggested that the miracle of feeding the 5,000 was not necessarily some supernatural manna from heaven, but rather it was one of sharing among the crowd. The thought is that the crowd gathered There, upon seeing Jesus bless and break the loaves and seeing the generosity of the ones who had shared their dinner, began sharing what little they had. And pretty soon, everyone was sharing from their loaves and fishes. And in the end, everyone had enough. And there were even leftovers. Well, isn't that just as much, if not more, of a miracle, to have our hearts changed from scarcity, hoarding, to sharing out of an abundance of trust in God's ability to multiply what little we have and trust that there will be enough for everyone. When everyone shares what they have, there is always enough and leftovers. Think potluck. In our communities, there are so many needs. Hunger and homelessness, addiction and violence, 
where do we even begin? Where I live in Bremerton, I just read a story about a man and his family who own a restaurant, and they decided to close on Mondays while they cook for the homeless folks living in the nearby encampment. And there's been much concern in our community over that homeless encampment and what to do about it and what to do for those who currently live there. He, he said, the owner, Bailey Tupai, said, we don't have all the answers, but we can serve up a nice plate of lunch. He is the owner of the Island Hut in downtown Bremerton. By cooking Hawaiian food for the people, the family is able to show their love and express their Pacific Islander heritage. Bailey Tupai said, what motivates him is his compassion for those experienced what he once experienced as a former addict who found himself homeless and hungry. He says, everybody has bad days, you know. You just got to embrace it and move on with some aloha and some shoya sauce. Bailey is an example of someone giving what they have, aloha and some shoyu sauce. It is enough. So today, what are you hungry for? For rest, renewal, to be refueled? Jesus will not send you away. And you are invited to come today to Jesus, to come to be fed as he blesses the bread at the communion table where all are welcomed to be fed by God's grace, God's love, and God's forgiveness. And then invited to go and share that with others. When we give what we have to Jesus, he blesses it and it is multiplied. And there is enough for everyone. God's abundance. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.